Hey everyone, before this podcast starts, I just want to say hello and send you all the positive energy and wishes that you deserve. Whether you're listening to this from your garden in California, or you're running on your treadmill, or you're in the comfort of your own car while you're driving to work, I wish you all the positive things that this world has to offer. You know, I read all the messages, I receive all your messages, and I'm making content fitting to what you send me. That's my commitment to you. It's just that with my daughter, my ability to record and edit is a little bit hindered, so please forgive me. This podcast interview that I recorded, this was actually back in January with Nicolina, and the message that she has is actually really perfect for anyone who's just stressed out about transition times. Whether you're transitioning from school to studying for the board exams, or you've been practicing clinically for 10 years and you're getting back to didactic studying, Transition times can be really tough, but just know you're not alone. We are all in this together. Okay, so enjoy the podcast. This is Study Acupuncture With Me, episode number 12 with acupuncturist Michalina Kraus. Henry Ford once said, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. In this episode, I talk to Michalina Kraus, and this is a must-listen interview for acupuncture students. You'll learn helpful tips from Michalina, who's a board-certified acupuncturist, how she went from being director of acupuncture, treating NFL players and MMA fighters, to starting her own acupuncture clinic, being her own boss, and being in charge of her own time. In this episode, she goes over so many valuable gems from how to start your own acupuncture clinic, how specializing opened up her practice to more patients. Michalina also talks about how she incorporates Chinese herbal serums into her cosmetic acupuncture. She even shares how she uses social media to reach out to all patient types. We also talk about how she overcomes her own insecurities, even after being an acupuncturist for so long. She also shares what she wishes she knew in acupuncture school to prevent burnout, and also her recommendation on mindset in order to pass the board exam. This is a must listen for all acupuncture students. I know I listen to this over and over again because I just gained so much from her wisdom. And if you love this episode, please give this episode a like and a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with someone you love that would benefit from hearing it. So before we unpack all of what Michalina has to share, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Belly Rubbins for Bubbins, the story of a rescue dog. Belly Rubbins for Bubbins is a book series and brand that is teaching children about rescue dogs, animal shelters, and the importance of being kind to dogs and all living beings. Like Bubbin says, we can spay, neuter, shelter, foster, and adopt, but until we educate, it won't stop. To learn more, head to www.bellyrubbinsforbubbins.com and follow them on Instagram at The Real Bubbins. All right, so today on Study Acupuncture with me, we have a very special guest. We have Michalina. Michalina is a board-certified acupuncturist with her master's degree in acupuncture that she received at the Eastern School of Acupuncture and Traditional Medicine in New Jersey. She was the director of acupuncture at the prestigious Ferraro Spine and Rehabilitation Institute. She has treated professional athletes in the world of MMA, as well as the world of the NFL. Currently, she has her own private practice called Fountain of Youth Acupuncture, a holistic healing and skincare studio in beautiful South Carolina, where she is the owner and operator. So Michalina Kraus, pleasure to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Happy to be here. Good. We're excited to have you. So welcome to the show. And listening around the world are acupuncturists and acupuncture students. 
So can we start off by telling everyone something interesting about yourself that no one really knows? Sure. Um, so kind of like very opposite of, you know, acupuncture, balance, zen. <laughs> um, I actually enjoy going to the shooting range. No way. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> so um, when my husband and I first met, um, I had told him that I'd never gone shoot. I had, I had shot once. Um, and it was like this giant rifle, super intense. And I wanted to learn, you know, the real deal about handling guns, shooting, yes. you know, target practice, et cetera. So for one of my birthdays, he brought me to a shooting range and like, that was it. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. So, um, <laughs> moving to South Carolina, we actually went and got our, um, concealed weapons carry. No way. Um, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I enjoy going to the shooting range. <laughs> that is awesome. I need yeah. you to talk to my wife because like that's that was my thing. I'm like, I really want to learn how to respect a gun, how exactly. to clean it, how to maintain it, how to appropriately, you know, store it and, and discharge it if I need to, like right. absolutely need to in case right. of a certain situation. But like, she's just yeah. like, no, it's scary, yada, yada. And it is. It's, it's to like, let me tell you, when I when we first went, I was like, oh, oh my God, you know, it's, it's nerve wracking. It's a yeah. powerful, powerful thing that you're holding in your hand. Yeah. Um, but to like be able to control and harness that power right. is also something that I think is, um, can be very grounding True. and a little therapeutic. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy powerful and it's awesome. Yeah. With great yeah. power comes great responsibility. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which is why we wanted to do the concealed weapons carry because yeah. um, not that I'm going to be like going around like toting a gun, you know, yeah. but <laughs> um, just to have the information and the knowledge. And mm -hmm. it also gave, um, with the class, it also gave you like about the law mm -hmm. and what to do if you are carrying legally, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you get pulled over or blah, blah, like all these different scenarios. Um, yeah you know, just in general. So it gave us uh, a lot of information and knowledge along with owning a gun. Right, right. So in Legally. South Carolina, right, right. Yeah. In South Carolina, you can conceal carry like if you have the if you have the license, if you have the permit. Yeah, the permit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. the license. Yeah. Yeah, scary, scary. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I said, the reason why we did it was for the knowledge. Or 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. The first time that I um, fired was in texas and that's when i was like oh okay oh. this is really scary and i almost it like is. threw up the first time because <laughs> it was so scary but my uh, wife's cousin <laughs> yeah right it's scary <laughs> yeah so my Powerful. wife's yeah and and like my wife's cousin has um that license too to conceal so he mm -hmm. he brings it but i think it, he, he was explaining to me like you can go from oh no <clears throat> yeah you can go from your house to your place of business, something like that. There's, I guess, in Texas. Right. So your dwelling, essentially, it's the same thing here. So your dwelling is, you know, your your castle, you know, your mm -hmm. dwelling, your castle to protect, and you have that legal right. Mm -hmm. So wherever you are, essentially, is your dwelling. Uh, but when you're on your own property, you have to, you have to be within your property, meaning on, like on your front porch or in your house with someone with the fear of your life mm -hmm. to actually be able to discharge your weapon. Right. Legally. Right. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. You can't be like, you can't like see somebody, you know, stealing your car, go out and like, you know, yeah. get 
get funny with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't work like that. It's very specific where you have to be on your porch or within your home and feeling and feel like you have your, I feel like you keep having uh, and to feel like you have your, your life is threatened. Right. Right. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. So that is definitely something very interesting about you that no one really yeah. knows. No, but, <laughs> some people know, um, but as the general public, no, but yeah. now they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Okay. So I, I mentioned all of your accolades in the introduction, but I also want everyone to hear it from you. So how did you go from being the director of acupuncture, you know, treating MMA fighters in New Jersey, and then starting from the ground up your own private practice in uh, South Carolina? So um, it started out, you know, I pretty much when I graduated, I had no ambition in the beginning of owning my own practice because let's face it, we're just burnt, yeah, right? right? And I wanted to just get out there, get experience, make money while I was doing it and, you know, kind of move on from there. So I worked for one company for all of a month and <laughs> realized, you know, that some places are just not the best. Mm -hmm. So I left there and um, kind of like just knowing people in Jersey, I mm -hmm. put out my resume mm -hmm. and a friend of mine from, you know, like when I was younger reached out, he is the um, administrator at Ferraro. So he reached out to me, um, oh. sat with Ferraro and then, you know, so on from there. Um, I was the, I was the second acupuncturist there at the time because there was another acupuncture there that was only part-time though. I think she was. Um, but then she left to start mm -hmm. her own thing and it kind of just like essentially fell in my lap. Um, but I had to take on the responsibility, you know, it just was like, here you go, handle it. Yeah. <laughs> so I did, I did. And, um, from there I was, I got, I got really burnt out again because I was working a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I was seeing a good amount of patients and it's exactly what I wanted because I wanted the experience, you know, oh. I wanted, and it was amazing experience. And um, from there I went part-time at Ferraro and I started doing house calls. Mm. And that was, that was really, can you see me? That was really mm -hmm. um, a great experience also because I learned truly how to bill and truly about insurance on with my own practice and so on. Um, from there, my husband and I decided to leave. Yeah. And we moved to South Carolina. So when COVID hit, right, last March, February, um, everybody was, you know, all up in arms. We weren't working. I, I think I didn't, I was like out of the office for like three weeks, something like that. And then slowly we started to integrate everybody back into the office. Um, but we're realizing like this is insane and we realized the housing market was through the roof so we put our house up got more than we were asking and wow. we were out yeah wow. so when, when i moved here um the plan always was going to be like you're going to be your own boss you know you're going to open up your own practice we're going to continue what i was essentially part-time doing in jersey um, so I revamped my name from points to health acupuncture to fountain of use. Cause I really wanted to get into the market of, uh, cosmetic mm -hmm. acupuncture. Right. Um, so we kind of just, my husband being super creative, um, as we were talking about before, he's, 
he's a an amazing writer so we were just like throwing around names and he helped me come up with fountain of youth acupuncture a holistic healing and skincare studio and right. we just ran with it and he's been like my rock through all of this but yeah that's like the whole formulation of how it came to be wow yeah. so how did what how did you even learn how to start your own clinic or how did you learn to bill in new jersey like so um i think i was lucky mm -hmm. when it comes to learning how to bill because i mean they don't really teach us a ton in yeah. school and you know i worked with a lot of pts and you know you being a pt they really didn't even teach them you know, much. It was all when you work, that's yeah. when you learn. Right. Um, but I was lucky enough to have a classmate or a few classmates, one who was a chiropractor um, and another one, Amanda, now Acapinti. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, do you, you know yeah. Amanda? Yeah. Yeah. So she worked for, with her dad her whole life essentially right. and knew everything about billing. So she was like my billing guru. Um, and I was really lucky to have her. Um, but another thing that I do suggest for students is spend the money, essentially the 10% that billing companies take and utilize them mm. and get the knowledge, ask questions because that is the most legal and best information you're going to get. Right. And it's, they're at your beck and call essentially. Right. Right. So that's, if you don't have someone that you can go to, like I had with Amanda, um, 100% go with a billing company and not forever um, because eventually you want to learn and learn how to do it yourself so that you don't have to, you know, let, give them the 10% or whatever it is that comes off the top right. and learn that way. Uh, so what I'm hearing is two things for anyone who yeah. wants to start their own practice, either one, find a mentor, right, yeah. to help you through it. Mentor, you know, classmate, whoever right. that really knows what they're doing. Right. And then, or two, outsource to some, a professional, right? Do you recommend any? Um, so the only company that I know of is Holistic Billing, and I've heard good things about them. I've uh, reached out to them a few times. They've helped me even not being in contract with them. So just kind of like throwing out information and stuff like that. Um, to people who are interested in utilizing their services. So um, I think that even just kind of interviewing them, I guess, in a sense, right. uh, to see if it is a right fit for you is also an option. They were fantastic. That makes so sense. So I recommend them. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's very good. So next question is um, about your name. So name Fountain of Youth Acupuncture. You said before that your husband helped you come up with that name. You know, I even like the catchy description holistic healing and skincare studio. So yes. can you tell us about the treatments that you provide there? Okay. So baseline treatments, acupuncture, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from there, I don't want to not do like standard, you know, body acupuncture, what we were taught in school. Um, I still incorporate Easton, which is a really a big part of my practice. Um, like we were talking about Jeremy before. Jeremy was Huge, a huge influence uh, when it comes to the way that I treat um, with electroacupuncture. Right. So I still do electroacupuncture, you know, meridian therapy, that kind of stuff. Um, but I wanted cupping, all of that. But I wanted to diversify, add things in. So I started realizing that even though people are in pain, even though people have major digestive issues, et cetera, they will pay for their face 
mm-hmm. before they will pay for their pain. Unfortunately, it's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. So my idea was to kind of pull those people in, whoever they are, and say, listen, there's, you know, cosmetic acupuncture. And I now I do microneedling um, with herbal serums, Chinese herbal serum. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they've got like stagnant heat or if they have like blood deficiency, things like that, I can use certain serums, kidney chi deficiency, you know, underneath the eye, stuff like that. I can use the serums mm-hmm. to incorporate into, you know, acupuncture, quote unquote, practice. <laughs> so what is, with- what is the microneedling? I'll, I'll, I'll explain the microneedling in a second. Okay. So with um, these people who would pay for their face, right, before they will pay for their pain, Yeah. I now have a rapport with them. Uh. And I, you know, I do a little intake, not a full, you know, acupuncture intake, but I do a little intake with them mm-hmm. based on, you know, I, with what I see what's going on. I listen and I explain to them, you've got X, Y, Z, you know, for your face, you know, to look a little bit younger, I can do, you know, cosmetic acupuncture, microneedling, blah, blah, blah. But it comes from inside out. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you're going to look your best is if you're healing yourself from the inside out. So getting that rapport with them and then explaining it to them that way, I have found is a really great way to whole treat, treat a person and to their whole extent, right. you know? So holistic medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you were asking about uh, microneedling. Mm-hmm. So microneedling, so a lot of people know it as like a derma pen. Have you heard of that? No. So a derma pen is essentially, it's it looks like a pen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a battery in it or sometimes it's plugged in, whatever. It depends on the machine that you're using. Okay. Um, I went. I got my training through AccuMicro. Okay. Um, they make their own pen. And essentially, it's tiny, tiny, tiny needles that vibrate rapidly. Um, I think our, our pen is like 1900, 1900 RPM, something like that. Wow. Um, what it does, it breaks the skin barrier and causing microtrauma. So what does acupuncture do? Causes microtrauma. Cosmetic acupuncture, what does it do? Causes microtrauma. And the healing process brings, you know, collagen is brought to the area during that healing process, histamine, all of that. Mm-hmm. So it builds your body's own collagen. Wow. So I put serum on, I make my own hyaluronic acid, which is like a, a gel, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, it's a, you know, protein that our body creates itself, but I create it in a serum mm-hmm. and I put it on the face as like, that's what glides all over the face to help the pen move smooth. Oh. And um, it creates those micro um, that micro trauma. And then over time, your body builds its own collagen, but then filling in lines, um, filling in pores, um, smoothing out skin, you know, helping with acne, really, really, really great for, um, people who are, you know, cystic acne specifically, uh-huh. really fantastic for those people who suffer from that, because I mean, cystic acne, it's a whole nother, but that's a lot of internal stuff. Um, so that's when I can utilize that whole idea of holistic healing when it comes to certain conditions that people are coming in with. Wow. Wow. So this specialization, right. Do you feel like it brought like more people in or did it? I've just opened up. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, people are reaching out. People, like I said, they're 
more concerned about their face than they are about their, you know, gut issues and whatnot. So um, I've kind of found this little like wrinkle where <laughs> for lack of a better word, right? Yeah, that I fun. can utilize to teach them about, you know, you've gotta you've gotta heal from the inside out to look your best. Right. Right. So that that usually, you know, kind of turns that light bulb on. Oh yeah, that makes sense, you know, when we go into all of all of that. Yeah, it definitely connects. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for like the acupuncture students out there, you know, who are thinking, man, should I specialize or should I not? Right. Would you say what what was your I advice mean, to them be? Yeah. So like I said, <laughs> in the beginning when yeah. I graduated, I was like, oh my God, thank God. I'm done. <laughs> Like everybody is just shot. And that's why I wanted to not have to actually think and yeah. I could just practice. Just yeah. So, yeah. So that was my goal. Um in the beginning was just kind of like get a hold of, you know, my my energy and ground myself again, get into a routine and then figure things out. And it took me a while. I mean I'm going on five, it'll be five years that I graduate, I think August. And it took me a while to kind of like get my bearings and figure out, you know, what I want to do and, you know, how I want to utilize my strengths. And I'm great at treating pain, but um, pain can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. You know, pain can be exhausting. Chronic um, illness can be exhausting when you're, you know, especially when you're treating high volume. Right. So... I wanted a balance and I, and that's what acupuncture is all about, right? right? Balance. And I mean, I don't know, maybe it's the Libra in me also that needs that balance. But if I don't have like craziness going on with like chill going on and finding that happy medium, I just, I, I, I can't function. So finding that balance is the biggest thing for me. So that's yeah. one thing that I tell that I wish that I knew um, but you can't tell the future, right? But yeah. I wish that I knew when I was in school was I will find that balance. Um, it's just going to take time. Right. It takes time. It, it takes time. And you've got to like, just be kind to yourself and uh, breathe, which mm -hmm. I never did. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you, you know, you have your own practice and life is going on when you tend towards more of that, like crazy, right. Where it's like not in the chill, like, how do you find yourself back to chill? Um, so now I'm in the chill zone when I was working full time. Um, my chill was like my 10 minutes in the morning with like quiet mm -hmm. or my chill was sitting on the couch with my dog, mm -hmm. just not, no music, no TV, nothing, just literally laying there like cuddling with him and just relaxing. Mm -hmm. You've got to find those. I had, well, I had to find those like little points during the day, during the week um, that spoke with me the most. Mm -hmm. And that's what, and that's what I recommend is you've, right. you've got to put the mind before everything, because if you don't, you're just going to burn out. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good. Like you have to be present, you know, every once in a while, if you just keep going and going and going and going, and it's like, there's no stopping at all. And kind of, like you said before, grounding yourself, right. That's like the key thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And I mean, like literally grounding yourself, like take your shoes off and go stand outside. Like you, 
do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you know, go, you, you ground yourself. Cold. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, as much as I can. Um, it's a little bit chillier here now. We're getting yeah. out of the cold um, at this point. Uh, but I try to as much as possible. Um, I do uh, therapy uh, once a week, uh, functional patterns. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's, you know, strengthening in motion, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I go meet my trainer, I take my shoes off and I, and I train, you know, in the grass. Wow. So, yeah. It's necessary, man. It's really necessary. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's get into some nitty gritty, you know, let's okay. get into some nitty gritty, just about your practice. I think uh, mm-hmm. some of the listeners really just want to learn, you know, starting out how to start your own practice, you know, so maybe let's start like, so where, where is your practice in South Carolina? So my practice is in Fort Mill, South Carolina, literally right over the border from North Carolina. Um, I'm 20-ish minutes from Uptown Charlotte. Um, So the whole idea about opening my practice in the beginning is I moved to a new town, a a new state, essentially, hours away. I only know my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law and like a little bit of her family that's here. So I, ha- I ha- literally am starting from the ground up, like you said, lowest rent possible. So being that I'm, you know, in cosmetic realm now, what they have a lot down here is salon suites. So essentially what that is, is it's a building um, and there's rooms within the building for stylists, massage therapists, estheticians, et cetera. Wow you pay weekly. And that was the, it's one room. I have a little desk in there. Um, on Instagram, people can see like, you know, what my office looks like. Um, the only challenge with it is that when I have patients laying on the table, they want to talk. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's the one downfall that I have found with, um, a one room practice right now is that they, they want to constantly talk and I have to, you know, re- reiterate to them that this is your time. I'm going to, you know, I'll, or I'll step outside or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great because I'm not going to get burnt out, you know, room to room to room right. in the beginning. I'm not paying crazy rent. I can start a practice based off of just this. Right. Not, again, the whole balance thing. I have my own practice, but I'm not killing myself. Right. Goals. Right. That's, that's the goal. You have your yeah, own, you're, yeah. you're running your own show, you're running your own schedule. Yeah. And then you, you know, you can work when you want to. And when you right. don't want to work, you can take a mental break. Right. And the great thing is that I have um, so many referrals, you know, being at a salon suite, quote unquote, type of place. Um, I have, you know, little competition. Um, and not that it's about competition, but let's face it, that's a thought that has to go through everybody's mind when they're opening up practice. Is there an acupuncturist, you know, five doors down from me? Mm-hmm. Essentially, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is another acupuncturist um, who I met. She's so nice um, in my town, but she's in like the main area of town and I'm further out. Um, but there's always, there's always patients to go around. Um, but that was one thing is that mm-hmm. I don't have major competition right next door. Right. And I have referrals, like right where I am. So um, I have, you know, people that rent in the salon suite and then I, I'm in a strip mall. 
so there's a gym, there's a jujitsu place. So I have that as well that I can kind of utilize too. Yeah, yeah. So location, it's, I mean, in Jersey, it's, it's hard. I'm, sh- I, I never even wanted to think about, um, sorry guys, but I never <laughs> wanted to think about opening up my own place, like brick and mortar in Jersey, because for me, it was just, I thought it would be too much. Mm-hmm. So that's why the house calls thing became, became, you know, one of the things that I did. Um, but being here, it's a lot different, you know, um, prices are different. So mm-hmm. it, it gave me a lot more room to, to decide, you know, this is for sure what I'm going to do. Right. Right. And so, so when you were doing house calls, like you would do the billing, you would call their insurances and, and verify mm-hmm. and, and everything all on your own. And, and then now yeah, it was so much fun talking to insurance companies. Let me tell you, <laughs> but you, know, that, it, you just had to do that in order to learn, you know, exactly yeah. what you needed to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And if I didn't go through all of that, I wouldn't have the knowledge that I want to take insurance now, or I don't want to take insurance now, or I'm going to only accept this insurance because of, you know, customer service or reimbursement or whatever. Um, it's, it's kind of like a necessary evil. I feel like every acupuncturist does need to go through. Again, I'm huge on acquiring knowledge. And if you don't know how to do it, then you could be missing out mm. or you could confirm that that's totally not what you want to do. So, you just got to try. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately it's time consuming mm-hmm. and it's frustrating at times. <laughs> a lot sure. of times. Yeah. <laughs> But that's but a big lesson, right? Very evil. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a big lesson. That it's frustrating, but you got to do it, <laughs> right? And sure. we just for everyone out there, we just got to get our hands dirty. We don't know unless we try, unless we actually yeah. get our hands dirty, roll up our sleeves, call yeah. the insurance company, or mm-hmm. just try starting your own place and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like I said, <clears throat> you know, research billing companies. Like I said, holistic billing was fantastic in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, not even being contracted with them and they helped out. Mm-hmm. So giving me little tidbits of information, insight, this and that. So right. it was, it was, um, it's a good route to think about. Right. Right. What would you say was like the scariest part of all of this? Was there, you know, messing up on the billing, messing up on the billing, how, yep. um, overbilling, underbilling was like the biggest was like the scariest thing always because I mean I feel like in school and when you talk to people um and you're learning about it Mm -hmm. like that's what that's what people get in trouble with is the incorrect billing whether it's on purpose or not Mm -hmm. it's still on you right because you're the one billing Mm -hmm. we're such a small you know portion of the country that bills mm-hmm. to insurance companies. But in my opinion, I always took it as don't ever think that way because you want to do it the right way. Right. Just I don't want to ever put that on myself like, oh yeah, it's fine. And then, you know, something happens or whatever. I mean, the only what would really happen, okay, I get audited, I have to adjust things, I have to pay money back. I'm not doing anything totally illegal. That's right. that was my that was the thing. Like you can't you, you got to know the rules, the limits and the parameters. And 
the worst thing you'll you'll get audited and you'll have to pay money back usually mm -hmm. so right that was right. that was my biggest fear for sure being frank being honest yeah my biggest fear yeah no that and that's that is a scary thing because there's some people out there i guess who overbill that's what that's what you're saying right like they overbill they, they and underbill and or underbill yeah like, underbill meaning like i saw them for an hour but i'm only billing for two units or something like that right oh because right. they're okay. afraid that they'll overbill or they don't want to be put on like that radar right but um, underbilling is an issue too then you'll get flagged and then audited and then you have to show all your paperwork Right. Uh, I see. I see. So then finding that fine line basically is just, just billing for what you did being clinical. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so how do you, do you market, do you, uh, have advertisements or. Yeah. So, um, my husband, um, owning his own business. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but you and I were talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, he's a writer and he has products out there um he independently published and he's um he's got a shopify uh shop online mm -hmm. that sells products that correspond with the books oh. and um he did advert he taught himself you know the advertising marketing type of stuff um specifically with like facebook pixel mm -hmm. type thing um seo um, search engine optimization, optimization, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I am lucky to have him help me advertise. We actually just did a, um, like a, uh, social media advertisement, commercial, what, what have you, you know, when you scroll through Instagram and you see like all those promotion type mm -hmm. things. And we did one of those for my area in Fort Mill. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Because you're, so, you're very active on Instagram. I, so I never was. Mm -hmm. So here, <laughs> so my classmates know this about me. My family knows this about me, but um, now to like, you know, also give, put this out there. I never wanted to be a slave to social media. I was never a social, social media fan. Um, now with having a practice and, you know, opening a practice, you know, four years ago, I knew that I needed to, amp it up right. right being here not really having any patient base at all i really needed to amp it up so i um i have a friend who i met here she does uh graphic design and um she's been helping me a lot with all that stuff so i'm lucky to have her again use your resources find people that can help you um you just got to kind of put yourself out there and ask for help Right. If it's, you know, like a money thing and you're kind of, you know, I don't have a lot of money for marketing, which I get, I'm you're starting your own practice. There's not a lot to go around. I get it. Ask around, ask around people, know people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, just, yeah. I, I was lucky enough to have my husband. Right. Right. But yeah. like, if, you know, put yourself out there, ask around yeah. if there's any resources who know and, and ask, more. Ask on the acupuncture forums that, that are right. on Facebook, you know? Ask people, you know, I'm sure how many people go to acupuncture school and had, you know, an entire other career before they started acupuncture school. True. Realize, right. So like post on there, you know, ask out, ask around, mm -hmm. see, see what people say. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So then with your, with your social media, now that you're, you know, more active in it, do you, do you post a certain amount a week or do you, do you post a certain I amount a day? I try to post 
Um, I think I think I've like kind of like subconsciously tried to set a goal of like at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with me is I'm always like, oh, is this going to be good? Am I going to, you know, am I writing, you know, the best stuff about what this post is supposed to, the topic of the post is blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's like one of my downfalls is I always, um, I'm, I'm always overthinking, mm-hmm. right? I've, I've got to like calm that spleen down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nourish it a little bit more. But, um, I, yeah, I, I try to make a goal to twice a week if I, if I hit more, which I don't think I have. Um, but <laughs> I, try to, okay. I try to do it twice a week and, um, content that am I, and again, utilize somebody that you're close with mm-hmm. that knows, you know, that you've been going through acupuncture school, not side by side with, but somebody in your family, friends, utilize this person and ask them like, would you find this relevant? Like, would you find this interesting? Because if you're putting stuff out there, but it's kind of going over people's heads, you're mm-hmm. not going to, you're going to generate acupuncturists. <laughs> like I'll like, I'll like find your stuff interesting, but like, is the average person going to find your stuff interesting or are they going to be able to relate to it? So that's why, again, I utilize my husband, you know, he's very honest. Right. <laughs> so again, outsourcing utilizing you know the people that you have around you yeah that's such a good point because there's free resources out there your family members that you can kind of like talk to and say hey does this post seem like you want to click on it and find out more information yeah and then and then instagram itself is is a free advertisement basically right so it's like the more you post on there it's like mini billboards for yourself so and like hashtags i mean hashtags like are the biggest thing Mm -hmm. um I've been, you know, using hashtags, um, like my town Fort Mill. So hashtag Fort Mill. And then I realized, oh, oh. there's, there's, there's Fort Mill moms. So hashtag Fort Mill moms, you know, like that's so smart. Not, what mom isn't stressed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? So yeah. Like those kinds of things that I'm slowly starting to learn and pick up. That's doesn't smart. all come at once. Doesn't oh. all come at once. I've been an acupuncturist for like four and a half years and it's, I'm starting to amp up now and it's slowly coming along. (laughs) For anybody out there who's just like starting out, just give yourself time. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I said before, give yourself time. I mean, is you've been in acupuncture for four and a half years. Have you had that moment yet where you're like, okay, I got this? Or like, are you still on the road to that? What's that? I still doubt myself. I still doubt myself all the time. I know I'm a fantastic acupuncturist. I know I am. My patients tell me, my husband tells me, he's a patient of mine, of course. (laughs) And he's, and I know that these people are not just saying it because, oh, like, let's make her feel better. No, I know they're not saying it, but I also feel like that doubt keeps me becoming better in a way, which Mm -hmm. isn't maybe the most healthy, but um, always making sure that I am giving the best for each patient is a big thing. And, and yeah, it's just, it, it keeps me going. It keeps my engine going. So yeah. I definitely doubt myself. I mean, if someone, if someone in this field, I mean, if someone in this field, any field doesn't doubt themselves at some point or another, then I mean, great. That's amazing. But I, I have 
don't think I've ever yet to meet somebody who doesn't. And right. I'm talking like people that are phenomenal at what they do. Yeah. Phenomenal at what they do. And they still question things here and there. 100%. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that imposter syndrome sometimes, that oh, yeah. doubt of like, should I post this up? Or what am I even doing here? Why am I talking to this person? I don't know. They're, they're smarter than me. You know, those, yeah. all those things. Very scary. Yeah. Yes. Which is a struggle yeah. we all go through, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just just going through, just pushing through, right? And just having yeah. that positive self-talk. And like you said, being kind to yourself. Yeah. 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 Being kind is, it's hard for a lot of people. Um, it's hard for myself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. I mean, I'm lucky I have, you know, created a quote unquote family of people that mm-hmm. I can entrust in to, you know, when I'm having those days mm-hmm. or those times to talk to, but yeah. Yeah, just create, my biggest thing is creating that, um, like I said, quote unquote, family of people that you can right. go to. Having a support system when you're feeling like that, 100%. Yeah, and especially in this climate of, you know, mental depression, and we just need to be there for each other and 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 reach out and just talk, right? Mm-hmm. We're not alone, right? No one is alone. There's always someone that we can talk to. For sure, right. for sure. Yeah. Now, um. Is there something, you know, off of that note, is there something that you wish that you could have told, you know, school Michalina, in school Michalina, something um, oh, <laughs> with everything you know now? <laughs> is there something you w- wish you could have told yourself back in the day? Um, yeah, number one, um, continue to go crazy studying for your boards, but you'll pass. <laughs> you'll pass. Yeah. And I did not, and I was like the epitome of that person that was like, <gasps> like yeah. going crazy, like liver, like going through the roof, you know, like panicked all the time. I passed every board on my first time. Yeah. Like you'll pass. Yeah. And if you don't, you can take it again. <laughs> not the end of the you're, world. You're out. You're out. What is with the cost of the board? Do something. Yeah. You're out a couple hundred bucks. 300. At, yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not that cheap, <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah. you will pass right. because for, for me, it was, I give myself no other option. Like there is no other option, but to pass. So I will pass. I have passed. I passed my exam before right. I even did all of that. Um, actually another little, uh, thing, like kind of a little piece of advice I can give, um, students is if you are feeling like that for me, um, before I met my husband and all that, I was, um, I always believe that, you know, when you write things down, it, it, you can, you know, create reality, Uh manifest it. So, um, my husband is also a mindfulness coach now, not when I first met him, but he's now a mindfulness coach. Um, and I actually wrote down that I'm going to pass my boards. I wrote out, I will pass my point location acupuncture board on the first time. I wrote it, you know, on like scrap paper. And then I took it and I put it in a journal and mm-hmm. I wrote it out and I underlined it and I felt it and I believed it and I could feel it. That emotional feeling of I have passed, I passed my board. That feeling that I will, that I ha- that you have when you pass that board have it now, right. feel it now. And I truly, truly, truly believe um, that that 
was part of, you know, me passing boards and moving forward and, and whatnot. Um, because if you look into the whole quantum physics, totally off topic, but if you look into the whole quantum physics yeah. side of things, it's how it works. So <laughs> writing it down, manifesting, that's, it's, it's an actual thing. That's powerful. It that's is. Powerful. It really, really is. Yeah. So you, so that was you, one thing that helped, I think. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. No, I agree. Like writing it down, writing the goal, writing how I am going to, right. And how you already feel. have already ha- oh, oh already already have, have knowing oh. that it's happened already because essentially yeah. it has if you're right. talking quantum physics ah. so so I, changing I that happened. changing that i am going to that's future meaning it hasn't happened yet but i have passed my board exam exactly wow okay so everybody yeah. write that Power down stuff. write yeah. that down and cha- yeah. that's a mindset change right it's it's like a hundred percent mindset change yeah because people are like 100%. Like at the new end of the year, people are like, oh, I'm going to lose, I'm going to, I'm going to lose You'll weight. You'll always be going to. Though. I'm going, yeah, right? Or versus I lost X amount of pounds, I, et cetera. Wow. Gained whatever knowledge or, you know, yeah. I am so grateful that I gained blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So okay. Thank you. That's another little like tip. Yeah. That's really, that's really powerful. So let's, let's on top of that let's talk about your husband a little bit then right he said he is is that okay yeah I love talking about my husband he's my best friend so yeah well he you said he's a published writer he's a mindset coach yes right so what the uh, mindfulness coach yeah my sorry mindfulness coach so what is he what is he what does he write so he wrote a children's book um, about our rescue dog that um, we adopted four years ago. Um, and he was, you know, traveling, you know, up and down the turnpike, the New Jersey turnpike. Yeah, and just, you know, not picturing his life being that, you know, traveling up and down the New Jersey turnpike. So he started writing a book about something that he was so passionate about, which was our rescue dog. And um, he was a pit bull bully breed. And he had the whole cropped ears, scars all over his you know, yeah. face and neck and arms, 100% used in fighting. Um, and he just couldn't understand how this was actually a thing that people do to wow. animals, lo and behold, creatures that we essentially created because they're domestic right so us as humans made these these animals and we do this to them right and they're they're so the opposite of what these people have made them do Mm -hmm. um and turn them into become so with that passion he wrote a children's book and he's very talented with writing and it's it rhymes and it's about teaching children about rescue dogs and animal shelters. And it's cool to be kind, mm-hmm. um, actually, like it is, <laughs> you know? Uh, so he wrote the book, we give 51% of profits to rescues. Um, and then he wrote a second book, a sequel um, about, and that's more so about um, the book is called belly rubbins for bubbins and it's about when bubbins finally gets adopted and how we need to um give dogs time to acclimate 
but also how strong and resilient these dogs are and how they face their fears and how kids can face their fears also. Wow. So yeah. Wait, can, can you say the name again? Sure. Belly Rubbins for Bubbins. Okay. And we'll link um, everything in the show notes. Where can they find that book? So it's going up on Amazon Prime very soon. It's on Amazon right now, but it's not on Amazon Prime. We're, um, we have a gift set going up on Amazon Prime um, soon. It should be within the next couple of weeks, we're hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a online store that you can purchase the book through as well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little plushy uh, Super Bubbins, which is part of the second book. Mm-hmm. facing his ears super bubbins um so we have that we have some t-shirts and some gear we have a coloring book and crayons wow so and yeah we're trying we're trying to just you know instill in these kids at the root you know kids grow up to be adults kids grow up to be you know people who for lack of a better term abuse animals you know mm-hmm. And we're trying to, you know, hit it at the source, just like acupuncture. We were saying before, you know, acupuncture, get to the root of the problem. Well, rescue, we need rescues, we need shelters, but let's get to the root of the problem at the same time. And that's hitting kids, you know, and teaching them that, you know, abusing animals is not cool. Treating them with respect, just like you need to treat everybody else with respect. Right, right. That's such a powerful mission. And, and I love that you guys donate 51%. Yeah, give more than you get. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. And what's the Shopify called? Is is there a name of the shop? Um, it's bellyrubbinsforbubbins.com and okay. it'll bring you right to the shop. Okay. So we'll link all of that in the show notes here, then. And the book will come right up when you when you um, go to the website. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. What's your husband's name? Jason. Jason. So Jason Krauss. Jason and he's Krauss. and he's a mindset coach. Oh, sorry, yes. mindfulness coach. He's a mindfulness, mindfulness co- coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can link his information also. Sure, sure. Has, yeah, for sure. He has a he, website? Um, he, oh my God, does he have, no. It's pretty much, it's pretty much just referrals right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, okay. it's referrals at this point. He's been, so he was, <laughs> he's gone on a journey um, <laughs> since he and I have been together. And he, when he wrote the book, he kind of like, the book kind of thing, I think, like, meshed this whole idea of, like, not the cliche, I like, wording of, you know, what's the true meaning of life, but, yeah, what what is life about? Mm-hmm. And um, he, you know, had this little epiphany or big epiphany, mm-hmm. and he started delving into science, and I was saying before quantum physics, mm-hmm. um, and meditation, and he started realizing that, you know, manifesting and, um, quantum physics and meditation and religion, it's kind of all combined when you, when you really get, get into it and you can change your mindset by, you know, learning how to utilize being present. So he's, he's dedicated aside from writing the book or the books and, and, you know, creating, uh, bubbins. He has, um, dedicated his, the rest of his time to meditating and being mindful and utilizing what he's learned, um, to help other people. To help other people. That's, yeah. that's amazing. 
That's amazing. Yeah. So we'll definitely yeah. let's let's link his uh, information in For the sure show that. notes so that people yeah. can find him as For well. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I think to I want to respect your time. I definitely want to try to get you back on this one, maybe even <laughs> with your husband or, or have your husband on the show at some point or something like that. My husband would love to do a podcast <laughs> if you wanted to. <laughs> that would be amazing. He, he that would gives be. students, acupuncture students, um, you know, maybe some good like information help them out when they're going crazy uh in school so i think that's something people need you know it's, it's so <laughs> stressful to be in school right and and yeah, it's like, yeah and a lot of the people that go to acupuncture school they're working full-time also and they're just like they have kids at home and they have this they have that and it's they like worked. yeah right and then to try and like just do that all on your own without someone to talk to or coach you through you know, mm-hmm. I think I think what your husband doing is doing is is really, really useful and needed in this society. Thank you. I do. I I mean, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, family members that he's helped. You know, clients that he's helped. I mean, it's just right. People really find see the benefit in it. It, right. but it's hard work. Right. It's not just like, oh, I'm gonna you know listen to this guy and he's gonna help me and then and that, no, you've got to put the work in. You've got to put the work in and it's hard because you can monitor what you eat right it's not always easy but like it's doable you can monitor you know other things you know but monitoring your mind it's tough true it's tough yeah but when you dedicate and you and you tell yourself you know this is what i know i have to do to get through and i know it will help me that that's that's really the the only way that i feel like I've that I feel um that has gotten me through a lot of things. Right. I've just gotta build it in. Right, right. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Miklina. Thank yes, you so yes. much for your time on the podcast. This was amazing. Oh, you're so welcome. I mean, <laughs> I'm so happy to help. <laughs> yeah, you shared so much and just really appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, before we end, can you just please tell everyone where they can find you or just find out more about you and your practice? Sure. So my website is foyacu.com. Um, my Instagram handle is foy, F as in Frank, O-Y, acupuncture. Um, and Facebook, Michalina Krause. And then you can just, my business page is um, Fountain of Youth Acupuncture. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I can't wait to have Thank you back you on the- Thank you so much. <laughs> This is awesome. Um, for asking me to come on and, and, you know, chatting with you. It was nice seeing you again. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. I'll see you again soon. I learned so much talking to Michalina, and I hope you did too. If you love this podcast episode, please like and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this episode and share it with a friend. Screenshot the episode share it on your story, and be sure to tag Study Acupuncture with me so we can help everyone gain confidence in acupuncture as a medicine. And until next time, God bless and happy studying.